0: song. Well, you know, I'm a little partial. <laughs> God is good. Are you ready to praise the Lord this morning? you've given us, Father, through your Son, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God, you are so good. So, so good. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we lift you up in this room
1: Father God, we pray, Lord, this time of year the people would be, they're going to have to think about Jesus born in a manger so many years ago. They're going to have to think about the historical Jesus. And, and Lord, I pray that we'd be ready with family members, friends that may not know you, Lord, maybe even strangers. Lord, be ready for that conversation. Should it come up, Lord, that we'd be able to tell them the real meaning of Christmas. And Lord, as, as hearts, I, I, God, I pray that hearts would be more open than they have been all year. Open to hearing about you. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Powerful, wonderful, beautiful. Lord, I pray that you would prepare us. Help, help us, every one of us, to be ready. Should we be given... So we be given a question about why we have such hope. It's because of that name, because of that person, Jesus. Lord, I pray that, again, you'd prepare your church during these days of celebrating your birth. Lord, help us. Help us to be ready. And I pray that hearts would be open. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's take some time to greet each other. Love this time of year. They just keep talking. It's great. Look at it. Heather, get your dad back here. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a great time of year. It really is. So um, we've been eating like crazy since last Sunday. That was great. wasn't that wasn't that a, just a wonderful evening with the variety show? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. It's like yeah. See, Pastor Brandon. One week it's great. Next, you're you're just. <laughs> Yeah, you're yesterday's news, you're just on the bottom of the birdcage, you know, just, yeah, see, that's what happens. I'm glad they they woke up, though, maybe, and it's not raining or anything, last weekend. Yeah, it was incredible, it was just really incredible, so funny, and if you haven't seen it, uh, you can go on our website, and you can go ahead and hit missed services, and you'll see it come up, or you can go to our YouTube channel and watch it again. It's it's just too funny. You have to watch it more than once. You have to experience it more than once. But anyways, I'm up here now to have our ushers prepare. We're going to receive our offering in just a moment. And if you are a guest of ours here today and uh, there are connect cards in the back of the seat in front of you. If you'll just take a look at that, fill that out, take an information desk on your way out. We have a bag of goodies we'd like you to have. So um, we'd like to know that you've been here. And again, we're going to bless you on your way out. So let's pray for the offering now. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to honor you, to give to you. Lord, these gifts are to you, the tithe, the offerings. And I pray, Lord, that you'd be blessed. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless each giver. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. team. Um, How many of you remember phone books? Remember phone books? Okay. Well, apparently, I'm just wondering how long calendars are going to be around. But we have another one for this coming year for you, if you'd like one. There's no charge around the information desk. Uh, Again, if you didn't get a calendar last week for 2024, they're here. How many more years do you think we're going to be using these? I mean, I'm pretty much on my phone. It's my phone. It's all digital for me now. Uh, But I know some of you have to have day timers and little note, you know, calendar notebooks and that kind of thing. So anyways, there's some pretty pictures there. So if you're not using a calendar and you know some children that would like to cut and paste. well, wait wait till we have the leftovers don't take it yet in case there's really somebody who needs a calendar so they are they are going we got rid of quite a few last last week and talking about calendar and dates as you know next sunday is christmas eve day and so there's no life groups which aka sunday school there's no sunday school there's no life groups but the cafe will be open at 8 30 i'm Thinking about planning a very special treat to go with our coffees and drinks and stuff. Um, so you might want to come out for that. Just just a great time of fellowship before service from 830 to about 10 o'clock. We'll probably shut it down a little earlier and get you in here. Um, but again, extended time of fellowship next week. No life group. Just a reminder to you about that. Then during our service, we're going to take our annual offering for Fire Bible. The Fire Bible isn't just a dollar store Bible. It is a substantial tool for pastors and church leaders in developing nations in particular. Uh, we're continuing to translate into their languages. It's got a, common, a full Pentecostal commentary. It's got Bible maps, of course. It's got all kinds of information for pastors. And believe it or not, I mean, I have met some of these pastors in parts of Africa where they don't even have a whole Bible. They don't, even, they don't have the whole thing. So um, $10 buys one Bible for a pastor or church leader. We're going to take that offering next week. And I wonder, can, can we show that video? Uh, Just a real quick video reminder about the offering next week. for your giving every year and if you want to even this week and go online to our website click Fire Bible you can give through there or again next Sunday um, we're now at 67 translations since that video was done and then at nighttime, of course is our Christmas Eve service we hope you'll be back for that next Sunday night and because it is a Sunday normally we meet at 7 uh, it's going to be at 5 o'clock we're meeting earlier because it's usually not a work day for, uh, for a whole lot of people and then the following Friday not not new year's eve but the following Friday, the 29th, we have our family first night and uh, potluck dinner. We've, we do have some leftover tortellini alfredo with chicken, if you didn't get enough the other night. Um, we're going to have praise kids activities from 6.30. We're going to eat at 5.30. 6.30, the kids will be in the chapel. Uh, We've got inflatables. We've got games that are coming. Uh, and then youth is from 6.30 to 11. Kids are 6.30 to 8. And youth is 6.30 to 11 and that's it for announcements. Pastor Brandon's coming soon. We have a, want to start that video, the name, that is the series we're in right now.
2: I don't have that. You don't have it? I don't have it. Oh man, that's such a cool video. (laughs) Well, you just get me, I don't know. (laughs) I want to apologize if you can't look up here today and not see me in a blonde wig. I am sorry if, if that's how you envision me now. I very much worried about Losing a little, just a slight bit of respect from you this morning. But I hope that's not the case. I had a great time uh, last Sunday night. I honestly can tell you, I worked hard at the songs and I was excited about them, but I had no clue how I would act when I got up here. So whatever you saw, it was fresh, it was not thought out whatsoever. I would go behind that screen and think, uh, maybe I'll put this hat on right now, and maybe I'll switch and I'll put this shirt on. But what a fun night it was for, for me to finally share that. It was, it was inside. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> it had been inside of me. I didn't want to share it with too many people because I wanted them to experience it just as you did. And about the third song in, when I saw the flashlights go up, I knew, okay, they like it. They at least like it. And there was more to come, so that would have been a little unnerving. But so, such a good time. So this morning, I want to uh, talk about, obviously, the name, and we have my, I have Mighty God today. And uh, I, I, it got me thinking about, you know, our names. Let me ask you this. Who, who was given a name at birth, but you're not referred to that name today? Just lift your hand. Come on, Dwight. You're, yeah, you're Dwight. You're, who else? Anybody? You, you go. I'm not going to call you out, but like I did Dwight. But some of us... You know, Pastor Hans talked about nicknames last week. I have referred to nicknames just recently. Um, and, and some of you, you may prefer those names. You know, the nicknames you were given as a, a child or whatever, and you see family that you haven't seen in years, and they still refer to you as that nickname, and you think, maybe you're thinking, please move on. I have grown up from that. Uh, I, I use a reference, no, I will not call you up here this week, but Brandon was little B. And I want to clarify it was actually Widow B, Whittle B, you know, when he was just a young kid and man, we had such a, a good time and, but you know, a 17, going on 17, little B isn't like very manly anymore and uh, so we move on. How many, how many remember Little House on the Prairie? Everybody does, don't even try it, you all watched it. Do you remember Laura Ingalls? She had a a man who she dated and then she married. His name was Almanzo. Do you remember what she called him? Manly. Manly. Because that meant manly. And oftentimes, we're not referred to as the meaning of our names. I I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, there was somebody my daughter was telling me about. They named their, their daughter Malibu Barbie. There's not a lot of thought put into that. There's not a lot of, hmm, let's, let's pick an, a biblical name. Let's No, Malibu, Malibu Barbie. I can never say that name correctly. So I took, for research purposes, my name and looked up the meaning of it. I have heard some things over the years, um, but it is Celtic in origin, which is masculine. Okay. I'm just reading you what the name means. I can't tell you, you know, It actually comes from uh, an old Irish name called Brea Annan, Brea Annan, and it means prince or chieftain. Hmm, let's dive a little deeper. In the Anglicized version, uh, or actually in the old Welsh version, it is from Breenhin, translating prince or king, king. But let me tell you this, there, <laughs> I have a lot of respect now. I should, right? Prince, king. There's another translation that says stinking hair. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose. I, I don't have enough hair to be stinking, I don't think. But who knows what to make of that. But we don't normally, you know, as Laura called him manly, nobody's walking around my house calling me prince or king. But you know what? <laughs> I'm thinking it might not be bad but it's silly, I know, and I won't, I would never, if you want to guys, you can, I'm not, (laughs) I don't want to rob you of your joy this morning, but oftentimes we are referred to by our name, that's what people call us, and if it's a nickname, we understand that it's how people identify us, it's what people know us by, but rarely are we referred to as the meaning behind your name. Anybody know the meaning behind your name this morning? Yeah, several of us do, you've probably all looked that up. One of them, I'm not sure if it's Brandon or Flanagan, is from the Beacon Hill. I've heard that, and I don't know what that means, but I I would like to say that my parents thought of that. I I don't know if it was a popular name back in the 70s, Brandon or not. I do know, I shouldn't tell you this, but if I was a girl, it was going to be Brandy. So close, Brandy, Brandon. But it was from the song, Brandy, you're a fine girl, what a good wife. And I heard that song the other day, I was like, that's where you got that name from? Because... It's not the most flattering song, so I'm glad I stand before you the masculine version this morning. <laughs> Isaiah 9, chapter 6, uh, uh, verse 6, is where we get our text from, and this says, again, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And today, again, we are talking about mighty God. And do you know in, in these verses, in the, the word used for mighty God, the word mighty is translated from a Hebrew word, gibor. And it is defined as strength, power, hero, champion, and warrior. And this morning, Isaiah 9-6 tells us that Jesus is El Gabor, God of strength, God of power, God our champion and hero, and God our warrior. There's power in that name this morning. We just sang, isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? And I've done this before. Maybe I'll do it real quick. When you think of the name of Jesus, I want you to call out right now what comes to your mind. Salvation. Salvation. Kindness. Savior. Healing redeemer we we can all sit, we can all go across this room and think of another name that comes to mind when we think of jesus and today we are looking at not only mighty god but then four derivatives of that name strength power hero and warrior hallelujah god jesus is our mighty god our el gibor hallelujah Today, I want to I break these down a little bit. I want to look at them, and the first one is Jesus is our God of strength. Now, being a, being a man, and I remember this as a boy, and I want to I clarify, this isn't necessarily just kids, but boys, don't we like to show our strength? I mean, don't, aren't we, weren't we always doing something? Somebody would come and pick you up, and you were like, what are you doing right now? They just want to show that they can lift you up. You know, what kid doesn't go up to their parents and I'm like, please don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself, but they have to show how strong they are. In your house, somebody says, hey, can you open this jar? <laughs> can I open this jar? And you sit there, and then you go, I think I can open this jar. And then you, you get a grip on it, and you finally pop it open, and you feel... Strong, you feel like you've demonstrated your strength. I, I want to put in pastor for this for the next year's variety show. Something that is so huge right now is not arm wrestling. It is women and men both stand at a podium, if you've not seen this, and they slap one another. They they put their hand up on that face and they gear up and they go like this and then they smack. And if that person doesn't go down, now it's their turn. And it is vicious. We do these things. This is all throughout history. You go back to the Roman Empire, there were feats of strength that people did to show that they were able to do this. So maybe me and Pastor Hans can do that for the Variety Show next year. <laughs> not me. I, I will not be in that. But we, we find the need to do this. Every young boy, be honest, you thought one day with your dad, I think I can take him. I think I, little little have you ever thought about that? You think the time has come and you can take me? You want to do it right now? No. We all just feel the need that, yeah, I think we can. Man, my my dad used to take my older brother, because my older brother was getting that feeling, and I think one time, my dad might have been yelling at him and saw my brother make a closed fist, and it was not good from there on out, my My dad took care of him and let him know. But my dad used to hold my brother down. My sister remembers this. And he would let us lick his face. (laughs) It was great. It was great. And my brother, as you approached him, especially with my sister, he would, grit. if you do this, I'm going to, he said, my dad would say, he's not going to do anything. Go ahead. And slowly you just lick his face. Oh, (laughs) It, it was joyful for us, and it was just a little, a little humbling for my brother who needed that at the time. I think how appropriate that they choose a lion. Have you ever been close to a lion? I mean, if you've been on a safari, if you've seen these things, do you know that they say a lion's roar can be heard up to five miles away? And even that would be eerie enough, but to, to be right upon a lion... Um, they don't have to do very much until you realize they're in charge. They are referred to as the king of the jungle. And they, they, they have a, a countenance about them that just lets you know this is not an animal to be messed with. Um, I remember we went on a, a missions trip one time. And they had a, I don't know if it was a jaguar or a panther. They had them in this tiny cage and like a rope, a rope around the cage. Like I could walk right up to this thing. And one of our guys reached in and just touched his backside, and this thing let out a roar. It was like, what are you doing? I would never want to even mess. I mean, that's what Instagram's for, those kind of videos where people reach in and they shouldn't be doing that, and they get bit or whatever the case is. Uh, Years ago, when my kids were young, we went to the Cape May Zoo. Do we have that picture? This was, I know this isn't a lion, but this was a tiger. This is (laughs) Rocky the Tiger. And that look right there was what he was doing to me. He was in an enormous cage. I would, I would dare say it was as big as this room with a high fence just all around it, but he could walk the perimeter. And I want to tell you, as I walked, he did his best to follow me and look at me just like me. He was looking at me. And I walked back and forth, and I was like, this, he's doing his best to intimidate me, and you know what? He was doing a good job of it. He, he, I could, you could just sense the strength of that animal. Have you ever seen um, in Bugs Bunny, Everyone, everybody likes Bugs Bunny, when the two guys get put on the island, one's a tall skinny guy, the other's a short fat guy, and they're out there and they're hungry and they look at each other and the skinny guy looks like a hot dog and the fat guy looks like the hamburger. That I believe he was looking at, and this was a few years ago, I might not have been full hamburger, but I was close to it. That's how he was looking at me, and it was unnerving, I can tell you. If you've ever been close, God, Jesus has an aura about him. And when we read through Scripture, we see that you don't want to be on God's bad side. You don't want to be an enemy of God. And the truth was, every one of us was an enemy of God until we came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ Listen to Psalm 51, verse 3. It says this, The Lord, the mighty one, is God, and he has spoken. And he has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets. And from Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines in glorious radiance. Our God approaches, and he is not silent. Fire devours everything in his way, and a great storm rages around him. God commands all our respect. If nothing else, he deserves our respect this morning. And can can I tell you this morning that just as a child wants to demonstrate their strength to their friends, to their family, Jesus wants to show himself strong in your life this morning, in my life this morning. And my question is, not only would I want to, why would I want to deny him of that, of that power. Because the truth is, it doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't matter if I believe this or not. It doesn't change anything about Jesus. He is still almighty God. He is still all powerful. But why would I want to deny him the opportunity? And why would I want to de- deny myself of Jesus's power working in my life? And that is a question, a rhetorical question for you to ask yourself. Why am I denying Jesus the ability to show himself strong in my life? We all learned this song when we were young Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. And this morning I want to ask you are you weak? Are you in a state of weakness and you need the strength of Jesus to show up in a great and powerful way in your life? Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says this, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator to the, of the ends of the earth, and he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Listen to this. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but, the Lord, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and n- n- not be faint. If you've ever had, um, you know, I, I, I think about my parents today, you begin to lose abilities as you grow older, and you know what it is to lose the ability to walk and, and what it is to... Uh, you know, from here to there and I get winded, I, you know, whatever the case may be. This says here we, that they will run and not grow weary. I'm not talking about walking from here to there. I'm talking about running. And I don't know how many of you run. I'm not a big runner per se. I know I should be uh, just, just for the exercise of it. But man, I, my, I, we have these two puppies right now. Just quick story. These two puppies and they don't listen at all. Danny Kayla Brandon Lynn everyone will attest these puppies don't listen and you take them outside and they start doing something that you don't want them to do and I'm saying hey get out of there get out of there and they don't they don't even turn their head and I have to run I can only imagine if my neighbors are watching me because usually I'm in a robe that's that's its own thing I'm the crazy old guy and I'm out there yelling get out of there get out of there and I'm running after these dogs and I get winded you know the puppies get me winded I don't mind telling you that this morning but so much when, when, we, when we think about physically, physically, this makes sense. But emotionally this morning and mentally this morning, we can grow weary and weak and we need the strength that only Jesus can provide. Hallelujah. The NIV version of this says, for those who hope in the Lord, he will renew their strength. But in other versions, in the New Living Translation, it says those who trust in the Lord. And yet the King James Version says those who wait upon the Lord. And so today, if it is strength that you need, if you, if you would admit not only to yourself but to the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm weary and I need your strength today, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, I would imagine that every one of us probably has moments like that, if not more than, than usual, what can you do? The, the word says it here. We can wait on him. We can trust in him and we can hope in him and he will be our strength, your strength today. Hallelujah. Jesus is asked in, in Mark's gospel, what is the most important commandment? And he says this, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So what I want to tell you today is, if the fact that you're weary and tired is because you have poured out to the Lord, know that he will renew your strength. You can, what you give to the Lord is not in vain. It doesn't just go out and be, be left. The Lord sees And he knows and he will renew your strength this morning. Jesus is the God of strength. Hallelujah. Secondly, this morning it says that Jesus is the God of power. And if you've been in our Bible study on Wednesday nights, we've been in the Gospel of Mark, and Mark's Gospel is just packed of the miracles and and the things that Jesus did. You know that Jesus not only had power, but he had authority. And he did things that almost became commonplace. And I can't, I can't imagine one of these things happening today in this church that we wouldn't be in awe of. And here Jesus was walking around continually doing these things, speaking to a storm and making it settle down, speaking to demons and they had to flee at the, at the sound of his voice, even not being near somebody, you know, somebody would come and say, my son, please come, my daughter, please come. And he'd say, they're already healed. He wasn't even near them, He's, they're already healed. Jesus could heal a lifelong illness with just one word. And we read uh, of several times where people were brought and all they wanted to do was reach out and touch the hem of his garment and they would be healed. This is Jesus acting in power and authority this morning. And we need Jesus not only to be strong in our lives, but we need his power enacted on our behalf. Can you say amen? amen. Listen how Revelation, I know we, we went through this when we talked about the seven churches in Revelation, but this is Revelation 1, verse 10 through 18, and this is how John describes what he sees. On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit, and I heard him behind me a voice like a loud trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, As white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double edged sword, and his face like the sun shining in all its brilliance. And then I saw, uh, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. I bet you did. And then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. This is who I want on my side. Hallelujah. Jesus, who displays his power and authority and commands all of creation to worship him, is awesome this morning. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, verse uh, 9 through 11. We've, we've heard these verses. I actually used them just a few weeks ago. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of, the, of God the Father. There is power in the name of Jesus this morning. I read some, I read some different uh, things regarding this, and somebody was saying, "Well, there's, you know, the name of Jesus. There's not not power in that. It's in that." Now, I want to tell you what. There's power in the name of Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul tells of an experience that he has. Uh, you know this story well, where uh, he he's caught up into paradise. And he, he doesn't really understand it, whether I was in the spirit, whether I was there physically, but I was there. And he says in Second Corinthians 12, he says this, that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will only boast about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message And even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. And three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Why? Because of my own efforts or my own abilities and talents? No. Because in my weakness, he is strong. Hallelujah. It is by his grace and his power this morning and I am strong because Christ is able to show his strength through me through my weakness. And this morning some of you are saying praise the Lord because I am full of weakness today. I have it. I I you know many of us today are you recognizing the inability to overcome the things that you're facing today. You recognize that of myself I am weak but Jesus today is El Gabor, the God of power, and he is strong. What can we do but surrender it to him? Jesus, I I have tried this on my own, and I'm tired. I'm tired, and I need you, Lord, to come on my behalf. He is there. He is there. You may not notice it right away, but I want to promise you that Jesus working in your life far outweighs you trying to do it on your own this morning. Hallelujah. He is the God of power. Thirdly, this morning, he is our hero. He is our champion. I love this. Because who doesn't love a good Marvel movie with a hero this morning? Iron Man, Spider-Man, all, all of these heroes that come, and what do they do? They they save the day. They, they, they fight for the weak ones and they do away with the evil ones. Everybody loves a hero. There are countless movies about heroes. But all we have to do in our own lives is look at the real life heroes, and that is our, our first responders and our military. These are people this morning, police officers, uh, firefighters that go into, you, you, you've heard it said on, on 9-11, what was so uh, just so profound to people was that thousands of people are rushing out of this building, yet they were being passed by first responders going the other way towards the fire and towards the trouble. These, today, are our heroes that we can look at. But I wanna tell you today, in our Christian walk, we have a champion, a champion this morning. And if you, love, if you love sporting events, if you like the SmackDown that I was talking about this morning, or if you like boxing, there are always these champions, and we love to see it. We love to live in that moment. Psalm 46, one through three says this, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge because he will always be ready to help in times of trouble. Hallelujah. I want to read this portion of scripture from Isaiah 19. And this is the New American Standard Version because it uses this word champion. It says on that day there will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt and a memorial stone to the Lord beside its border and it will become a sign and a witness to the Lord of armies in the land of Egypt for they will not cry out to the Lord or for they will cry out to the Lord because of oppressors and he will send them a savior and a champion and he will save them Are you in need today of rescue You are going down, and you've been down this road before, but this is different this time, and you are sensing that you are in need of rescue. I want to tell you there is a champion today. There is a savior today. Other translations, instead of champion, and, and in no way discounts these words because they all mean the same thing. They use words like rescuer and defender and deliverer, but I love that word champion. I love it. If, if, if you are like me, and I love sports, you understand that sometimes uh, your team wins the Super Bowl, your team wins the World Series, and it's great, you know, for a couple of days, and then you realize this, the feeling flea, is fleeting, and well, you got some bragging rights for a while, at least until next year's champion, and then it's just forgotten about. You, you are part of history, and uh, it, it doesn't hold up. Today, what Jesus Christ does is for eternity, and it holds up. I want to tell you, when when we are walking through uh, the storms of life, when your world is just rocked in such a way that you are helpless and hopeless, Jesus, Jesus is your champion today. Would you allow Him the opportunity to be that for you today? What did I say earlier? Wait on Him, trust in Him. Hope in him, and he will be El Gabor, your champion today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lastly this morning, God, our warrior. Man, if you've ever watched Braveheart, if you have ever watched any of these things where the battles of old, and, and I, I can't say that when we read through Revelation, there is going to be a battle, but I want to tell you there's already, there's already a victor in that, in that war but when you see in, in these things where just men lined up on one side and the other, and it was go, and you just went. And you just went into battle, and whoever survived, that's who the victor was. Not always the case, but man, so many people just died. And, and uh, it, it, it's, it's awesome to see in the sense of not. not for people dying, obviously, but just how there was I'm sure there was fear, but there had to be a part of them that was no fear and just go into battle. Listen to our about our God today. Psalm twenty-four, seven through ten. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of Glory enter. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the king of glory enter. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the king of glory. It says that Jesus is invincible in battle. Do you know what that means? That means he cannot lose. He will not lose. He is too powerful to overcome. It is a rare occurrence in life to ever be part of something or see somebody, again, if, if we want to go back to sports, a, a boxer has a great record, he's undefeated, but there is always a loss. And sometimes that begins the downturn of their career and, and they go on, they continue to lose. It's hard to maintain an undefeated status, but Jesus wins every single time. Every single time. If, you, if you're familiar with the 1972 Miami Dolphins, they were a team that won every game that year, every game through the playoffs, and won the Super Bowl. They're the only team to ever have done it. And it says that anytime somebody is close to, uh, not, not only a, a perfect season like that, but if somebody is even going for, like, what are there, 17 games in a season now? If somebody is about to win you know, 17 and 0, these guys get together from, who are still alive from this original team, and they all get together, and you know they're hoping it doesn't happen, and it has not happened since. this 50 years, 51 years, um, but they get together to commemorate not only what they did and, and, and to, to just be proud of that moment. I'm sure they would be gracious if somebody were to beat that record and they would, you know, would congratulate them, but there's, you know, there's part of them that doesn't want to see that happen. And it almost happened. And I'm so upset that Pastor Hans is not here or that Sean Hale is not here this morning because it almost happened to this 2007 New England Patriots who went 18 and 0 going into the Super Bowl, but they lost to some team. Who was that team? I don't really recall. Because so many times, it was the New York Giants, if you're wondering. So many times, think about this, it's so true, nobody ever remembers the loser. If you think back, you you may remember if, if the Eagles, you know, they won the Super Bowl, you probably know who they beat. You know it for that reason. But most of the time, nobody ever remembers the loser. They all remember the victor. But in this case, everybody remembers that the Patriots lost because they were going for 19-0, and and they went 18-1. and It's so sweet. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping Pastor Hans will watch this video back. Um, are you facing a battle today? And I in no, no way want humor to discount what you're going through today. Jesus knows what you're going through, and he wants the opportunity to be the fighting warrior in your life. Again, we've been doing these things of our own, but we can be confident today that Jesus has already won. Already won, and we need to count on him. We need to give it to him and surrender it to him. He cannot lose, and he will not lose. And if we will only recognize it, again, us not recognizing it doesn't lessen Jesus at all. He is still all of those things. But he can be that in your life today if you will allow him the opportunity. Hallelujah. In closing today, Proverbs 18.10 says this, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. And so today I want to ask you, if you are not, whatever the case is, whatever you're going through today, if you have chosen to not lean on the strength and the power of Jesus Christ, and if you're not allowing him to fight with you and through these challenges that you're facing, and if you're not running to him as your strong fortress today, then my question is, who is it, or what is it that you're putting your hope in today? And, and, putting your, and depending on today. And my follow-up question to you for that is, how's that working out? How is that working out? Because if we're not giving it to Jesus, we are sure our destruction can be coming. We can can be sure of it. If you would surrender to him, if you would wait on him and trust in him and put your hope in him, the truth is I need Jesus to be all powerful and I need him to be strong. I need him to be my champion and my warrior and he wants to do that for me. He wants to do that for you today. His promise, if we will look to him, is he will be El Gabor, mighty God in your life today. I love that Isaiah put it this way, because so many times we, we, we try to, in our thinking, we try to parallel, what, what only we can comprehend, we try to parallel with Jesus, but it doesn't just simply say that he is a counselor it says he's a wonderful counselor he's not like the advice you get from your coworker today as good as your parents advice is it's not it's not even that it's jesus is a wonderful counselor today he's not just a father but he's an everlasting father he's not just a prince but a prince of peace he's not just any god Because you know at the time that Isaiah would have written this, there are some religions today that have so many gods that you can't even comprehend. There's a God for every little thing. No, Jesus is mighty God, all-powerful. And one day, Revelation tells us he will be crowned. And as we read before, every tongue on earth will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It says in Revelation that Uh, John says that he was wearing a robe, and on his robe and on his thigh were written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This morning, again, we can't really, uh, you know, we don't live in a monarchy, uh, kings and queens and all that. They have that in England, but we can liken it to certain things in our life. But he's not only just a king. He is king of all kings, He's not just Lord, he is Lord of all Lords this morning. And we need to surrender to Him and allow Him to be active in our life. Would you pray with me this morning? Jesus, we need you. We need you to be strong in our life, God. Father, we're going through things and we've we have we have attempted to go through it on our own. We've maybe brought in a few people here and there to try to st- stand with us and, and believe with us, Lord, but. Lord, we want to give you the opportunity today, if we've not. As your heads are bowed or your eyes are closed, I'm not going to call you out. I just want to know, is that you this morning, and can I pray for you? If you would simply lift up your hand. You're going through something, and, and you need Jesus to be strong in a mighty way. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus, you've seen these hands. Lord, we like to all think we're, we're doing okay and that we are depending on you, Lord, but there, there are times where we've, we, we've walked a certain way, we, we've seen you active in our life, and all of a sudden something comes that just shakes us to the core and we forget. We forget what you did last time. And we, and we sit and wonder, where am I, where am I gonna go? Who, who can I go to? And Lord, you are making yourself available to each one of us today. Thank you that you, Jesus, are mighty God, and we can be dependent on you in all circumstances of life, in your power and your strength, and as our champion today, and our hero and our warrior. Fight for us, we pray, O oh God, as we walk with you and we surrender to you, we wait on you, and we put our hope and our trust in you today. We give you the praise and the honor, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Would you stand together with me this morning? Father, would you help us today as we go our separate ways, Lord, as we, maybe we're traveling, coming at the end of this week, and we're going to visit family, whatever the case is, oh God, Father, I pray that you would go with us today, Lord, that we would be mindful and and aware, Lord, of, of the fact that in our life, oh God, we want you to be strong, show it to us, Lord God, we pray, show us yourself strong, God, we'll give you the opportunity we ask. Go with us now, we pray. Bring us back at the next appointed time to worship you, God, and thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.